This is Agents Influence Podcast. That wraps up exactly. Puts a little bitty bow right on it. A little bitty, a little bitty a name tag of exactly, pointing to exactly who this is for. It's for Lemonade. They're doing this for their own good. They're preying on the ignorance of the consumer while playing on a tragedy. I mean, it, it is, it's literally, it, it really is, it's, it's really bad. It really is. And, and like I said, as far as I want everybody to know I should start off, I'm for Lemonade. I am for Lemonade. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently. Change your agency. Change your finances. Change your family. All right, all right, all right. This is Jason Cash with Agents Influence Podcast. How are you? I have not been in front of this microphone now. I don't know, it's been over probably 10, 12 days at least. And I got to tell you, I, I'm normally trying to pump out podcasts. I do one every week, but I'm at least trying to get one to maybe two done so I can always stay ahead of, of Joey. And uh, I have been gone. This week was Grow Lab 2017. It was fantastic. It was awesome. It blows my mind always when I go into these things, knowing how hard Joey and I worked into it uh, to get to where it was. You know, it's the day before, and you're still thinking to yourself, like, man, is there really going to be 90 or 100 people show up? And how's this going to go? And did I get everything done? Any of you that have planned an event before, uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about, whether it's just a little Christmas party or whatever. But trying to do it on a national stage and bringing in people and meeting them for the first time at the end of the day everybody just wants to come there and connect and say hi and see each other because we haven't seen each other in a while but 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 when you're the person putting it on you're you're so worried about all the little things but it went just like I thought we had a nice little gathering on Monday night Tuesday basically uh, roll started off at eight o'clock breakfast ran it at nine throughout the topic of How's everybody getting leads? And then, bam, we just took off from there. Conversation was spread like wildfire. Probably a terrible example to give right now with all the uh, devastating losses. If you're an agent out there in California, man, I feel for you. I feel for your clients, and I feel for any Americans that have been out there um, having to deal with uh, those wildfires out there in California. But I... It was Wednesday, went off really, really well. We went out on the rooftop Tuesday night, had a great time there, stayed out and met, just talked to people. Randy Schwanz uh, f- dropped by, a best time, uh, uh, New York Times bestselling author. It was just a, a great time. Then Wednesday came, uh, we did it again, broke down the second half of the experience, uh, the customer experience. And if any of you guys are interested in checking out and finding out anything about it, just go out to Twitter or go to Facebook or go to YouTube and search. Uh, are not YouTube, Instagram, excuse me, and search uh, hashtag GrowLab2017 or GrowLab17, hashtag GrowLab2017, and it'll clump it together and you'll see all of the quotes. Just some unbelievable stuff. I mean, unbelievable things. Billy Williams was there. Steve Anderson was there. Uh, the it was. I had so many people come up to us and say, man, it's awesome to just not to learn just from so many agents, but to actually have the people that you want to hear hear from the consultants, the speakers, actually be in the room with you for two days. It was incredible. 
And uh, that was Joey and I's goal. So it's fantastic. You know, what I, I, I want to talk more about that in, in later podcasts, Crow uh, Lab 2018. We're going to do it either probably, I don't know. I'm looking at a different bunch of different places. Here's what's going to be crazy. I'm going to limit it to 80 people next year because we, we ended up having about 90 people. And I thought it was perfect, uh, maybe a tad too much, but I think it was probably perfect. So we're going to stay around the 80 to 90 for next year. But I'm trying to get out of the hotel. I'm thinking about renting a huge mansion, like uh, on an Airbnb. You can get mansions in Vegas. Here's what I do know. It's going to be in September of next year. And I believe the dates are the 6th through the 9th. So if you want to kind of put that on your calendar right now, that is what I'm aiming for. Those are 99% going to be the dates. Those are the dates I've sent out in the RFPs uh, and to, to get quotes from. And it's the 6th coming back on the 9th. The second date would be the 13th coming back on the 16th. So that would be the 13th through the 16th of September. So, but our first, uh, the what like I said, my first request was the 6th through the 9th. And so I'm really looking forward to that because like I said, I've even looking at there's some places up in Vail, Colorado where you can get these gigantic like almost like lodges that hold just a massive amounts of people and just renting that whole thing out and that's uh that's what we're looking at doing i'm trying to get us out of the normal like resort slash hotels i'm not saying we won't be back there but i'm just trying to look at that but no we know those dates grow lab 2018 coming soon grow lab 2018 coming soon but what i wanted to get to and what i wanted to talk about with the rest of this podcast what well, had to do with uh, something that i I've been collecting my notes and thoughts on now for over a, a week since it came out, but it's the topic that has to do with lemonade, and it has to do with the um, with the email that they came out. They sent out out an email uh, last week, I think is when it was, if I'm correct here. I'm looking at it. Uh, they sent it out on October 17th, um, is when it came out from Team Lemonade, so about 12 days ago. And there's just been so much talk in the industry about it, and 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 it's one of those things that we all get our news from kind of the same spot. So if you're not in that same spot, you don't hear about it. But in the areas that I hang out in and LinkedIn and Facebook, I, I got to tell you that, I mean, th- this is what people are talking about. And they're talking about the fact that they sent out this this email um, basically saying the deadliest mass shooting in U.S. made us rethink our coverage. Uh, we know guns are a polarizing topic and companies usually avoid taking a polar on um, talking on polarizing uh, topics. But the mass shooting in Los Vegas, one of the deadliest in U.S. history, made us rethink our policies. We've decided to take a stand. Read here how Lemonade plans to treat guns from now on. Now, that right there is what makes me upset. There's a lot of people who have different looks on this, and really, at the end of the day, we all have very similar views um, on it. But there's one thing that I think that that I think is they're all correct in what they're thinking. But sometimes, why? Like, why are we upset about Lemonade putting this out? Why are we happy about it? I mean, there are both sides. There is a lot of good to what this is doing. I don't want to say a lot of good. I see their purpose and I see how what they're doing is a marketing company. We're going to get into that. But at the end of the day, everything falls back to the consumer. 
And I don't think that we're really realizing that aspect of it. And, and somebody is. His name's Bill Wilson. He's got it. But I want to I want to elaborate it. But first, when you clicked on that link, you got guns and why Lemonade is taking a stand. And it talks about when it comes to the Second Amendment, therefore we can't take the fifth. After the awful massacre in Las Vegas, we're not sure anybody should. Get it. Agree. 100%. Handler likes to call this um, uh, um, jacking and, and 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 traffic jacking, and you're trying to he's trying you're trying to take a spin on something that is a tragedy, and it's absolutely true, and I and I agree that that was terrible timing for that, and 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 I absolutely agree. You know, some people may say, well, if you're not going to if you're if you can't talk about it now, when can you talk about it? No, 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 no. I think what we're all saying in the industry, Mr. and Mrs. Lemonade, is that that's fine that if you want to talk about that but why now as Hanley said I heard him on his podcast Agency Nation Radio he said yeah well why now well because we just had a tragedy so that meant basically you're, you're, you're jacking that you're basically stealing that idea so that you can then pivot to something that you're already doing in your policy and so we're going to talk about that a little bit and I think that there's a lot I also there's another article that uh, Nick Lamparelli is, I hope I say your name right there Nick Nick uh, Lamparelli did he is with uh, the co-founder of CUO and uh, of, of Rethought Insurance, and he's also a, a podcaster of Insurance Nerds. Um, I think I think he had it down also when he talked about Lemonade basically as peacocking on firearms. They're basically trying to expose themselves and say, hey, look at us, look at us. And they are, and they are, and they're jacking, and they're saying, looking at us. All that stuff is is definitely not what they should be doing. And I, I agree emphatically with in his, he probably laid it out like in a text form, probably the best uh, of any. Nick really laid it out. So if you go look him up uh, on LinkedIn, L-A-M-P, a-R-E-L-L-I, Nick Lamparelli. Go look him up. He wrote it on his insurance nerds, so it's insnerds.com. You should be able, it's called Lemonade Peacocking on Firearms. He did a really, really good job is to laying it out there. I even told him I thought that was the best like fluid motion of that. But one of the things is, is, is if we read, and we can break this down, and we can break it down here quickly, and this is going to be the whole topic for today. I've got some other topics coming up here soon that you guys are going to love, but I had to jump in on this. It's actually Sunday afternoon right now um, when I'm recording this. I just felt very passionate about it. So I, whenever I got the email from them, I, re- I read their email, and our company um, you know, likes community, and we, they like gun owners. They said, this is why we limit the amount we will pay for damages or theft of firearms to an adequate $2,500. If you own more than $2,500 worth of firearms, we recommend trying one of our competitors. They seem to offer additional coverage. We don't. Here's the deal. They start off right there by absolutely preying on the ignorance of a consumer while playing on a tragedy. That is Jason Cass's stance of why I feel this was a terrible marketing choice and a and a way to get out. This was all about you. I was in church this morning, and they said, those who want to be exalted will be humbled, and those who are humbled will be exalted. They, in my opinion here, are trying to exalt themselves, kind of like Nick talks about, peacocking to say, hey, look at us in this time, which is absolutely terrible because they're preying on the ignorance of the consumer. Now, when I say ignorance, please understand that we misuse that word to, in today's society. 
society. Ignorance just means simply lacking knowledge of. That's it. So like I am very ignorant when it comes to investing. I only know what like I think I know, probably like the rest of America. And there's things in investing that I need an investor to tell me about. He can't possibly explain everything to me. Like I can't possibly explain every coverage in your policy. You just got to really hit the highs and hope that you're putting your content out there to answer those questions or you're able to answer those questions when someone calls back in to get it. But that's what they're doing here because they said this is why our policies let the amount, uh, limit the amount we will pay for damages to 2500 Now, upon listening to uh, some podcasts and listening to other things, I, I think there's some misconception. I could be wrong. Keep in mind, I'm a, com- a commercial lines guy. Whenever I was looking at this, I actually went to their terms and service. Okay, So if you go to Lemonade.com forward slash terms of service, they told me that because I busted them out. I started replying back and forth on email telling them that they're, that they're voiding coverage in some spots. And, and, then they, and then they hit me back and said, we're looking to transform in- insurance into a social good. Um, that's what we believe is good and, and what is not. We simply we are simply limiting our coverages of gun to an adequate $2,500. So I went to their policy because I asked them, I said, well, where can I find this? And they told me, they said, go to your terms and services. So I go to my the terms and services and, and here, sure enough, you can pull up their policy forms. I click it and I just click a couple of them. But the one I'm specifically looking at is renter's policy, New York HO4. Okay. I open that up and I just go right to their policy and I look and I say, oh, this is an ISO standard policy. This is an HO, um, HO 0511, um, okay? So that's all that is. And when I look on page three, um, on the right-hand side, it says special limits of liability here. And I look right down and it says, 2500 uh, number F says 2500 for loss by theft of firearms and related equipment. So right there, their policy already gives that. Well, I went back out there because I heard some people say that they felt as if ISO was limiting uh, coverage only to 5000 and so that what they were doing was is they were taking a stance and showing that they were going from 5000 on a standard ISO and they were um, and they were uh, actually um, what can I say changing theirs to 2500 Well, I could be wrong. Once again, I'm not a personal lens guy, so I'm not going to go on here. But I went out and I looked up the ISO forms. I looked up uh, also a bunch of other blog posts that were out there from a lot of great resources and insurance companies. And basically, the standard HO4 limits coverage to $2,500 for coverage for loss of damage or stolen firearms. Now, it may in other forms because all forms are, are different, but as far as this forms I can look back at in the blogs, I look back at it as it's $2,500. So they really didn't even do anything. They just basically said, hey, we limit for guns for $2,500. That's basically what they're saying. And then, that, and but if they're using a standard ISO form, that's what everybody's using. Now we know that some of our companies add and change some of that. But when we're talking about a standard ISO form, which is what they're using and which is what the insurance industry uses, it's $2,500. So they really didn't make any change. Okay, so then that's them, them kind of peacocking. But what makes me mad is that they're preying on the ignorance of the consumer because they're thinking, oh man, shoot. So a guy that's got like 30,000 in guns, man, he's going to have coverage with State Farm, but he won't have coverage with Lemonade. Man, they're standing up for the, they, they're saying no one should have more than $2,500. And they're, man, they are standing their ground. They are taking a stance. No, 
the consumer doesn't realize that that's the standard limit. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Yeah, you could say that's our fault for not teaching them and all that stuff like that. I get it. To be honest with you, there are a lot of consumers that do know, especially in Southern Illinois around here. We have a lot of hunting, which is another thing to add on top of it. The $2,500, I was telling this to my to my brother-in-law who uh, you guys know about Tommy. I called him the professional rednecks. He's a fantastic guy. He said, Jason, he says, I'm a, I'm a hunter. He does. He has a lot of guns. He's one of these guys that really is a huge gun enthusiast. But like he told the ones that he uses as trap shooting and the ones that he uses for deer hunting, they're all in in between two thousand to three thousand, and one of them's thirty seven hundred dollar gun. So, and that's just for one. So, I mean, you're you're really not. You're really actually preying on the ignorance of the consumer, and you're actually hurting the consumer that you're acting like you're trying to buddy-buddy up with, because they do say in here that they are for the vigilant gun owner and not the vigilante gun owner. Well, I mean, a vigilant gun owner can have $3,700 gun, one of it, and now he's limited. And, and he didn't know that because before he was with maybe an independent insurance agent that had some additions and special additions to the HO form could have actually had better coverage so you're 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 preying on the ignorance of the consumer while playing on a tragedy it's terrible and wrong of you lemonade says our policy already excludes coverage for illegal guns or gun use but in our next version we plan to add more protections around firearms so our policy already excludes coverage for oh wow all the other ones they provide coverage for illegal guns and gun use Okay, I see. Now, there's a lot of insurance agents that got upset about this, and it really does make you wonder how many consumers are upset about this. I get you. I guarantee you probably very few of them, unless they're like a big-time gun owner and they happen to see this, and then now they're upset. And the other thing is, is what that gun owner is upset because they think that they're being limited coverage now when really they're already covered with the same policy that they probably would have had with another agent if they weren't with Lemonade, that they're with an, another company or agent because now they're not, this is the limits. They're playing to both sides. They're scaring one and saying, hey, now you may not be covered if you're with us because we don't see you as a vigilant gun owner. But yet that's the limit no matter where they're all at. Our policy already excludes coverage for illegal gun use and, 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 and guns and guns use. I could be wrong once again, but I'm going to go out on a limb here to say that there's no policy that covers uh, that, that does not exclude coverage for any illegal guns or gun use. But in our next ad, we plan to add more protections around firearms, and here they are. We will exclude assault rifles altogether. 
Problem with that is there's really no true definition of what an assault rifle is. I know you can look it up and it could say if it's automatic or semi-automatic uh, abilities, but if you go look and you talk to the pros here, I haven't read this, but I've talked to many, many people about this, it literally has a different definition in every in every um, state. So to sit here and say that, you're making it seem like you're going to exclude all assault rifles when you're actually not because some states are going to not allow you to classify that as an assault rifle and therefore you're going to be covering it. See? Praying on their ignorance once again. Um, we simply don't understand why civilians need military-grade weapons, and we prefer not to insure them. Well, I'm just telling you right now, not all those are military-grade weapons. That's that's neither here nor there. But what I'm saying is, is the point is, they're praying on the ignorance of the consumer. We will add, number two, we will add requirements that firearms be stored securely and used responsibly upon penalty, avoiding coverage. We believe guns should be treated mindfully and soberly, not as a plaything, a status symbol, or an ideological prop. Reasonable people, we believe, can agree on that. Who would not agree on that? Yes, you should have your guns stored. Yes, you should have used responsibility. So are you saying, Mr. Lemonade, that every time there's been a killing inside of a home between a family member, those were all done where there wasn't stored securely and they weren't being responsible? Because I think maybe on the street, you've got some gangs going at each other. You know, maybe every once in a while, dad forgot to securely store the gun, but he did it all the time. But, but here's the deal. A lot of people do not store their guns. I get it. And they should. But you're even saying that person that does go ahead and stores their guns and does it responsibly, he just happens to turn around and the, the baby grabs it, the two-year-old, and shoots his, his brother brother right in the in the head. This stuff happens. This stuff happens numerous times every year. And in that situation, you're going to have no financial recourse for those people. We believe, believe guns should be treating and mindfully and soberly. That's how that all they all are. And I, and I totally disagree with this because you have some people saying, well, that's not their point is to not limit third-party responsibility. I don't care what their point is or not. They're standing up and they're trying to say that, hey, we if it's not stored securely or responsible, that means that we're not going to have coverage. That benefits nobody but Lemonade. That benefits, this is what my boy Bill Wilson says, because I think Bill is all over this. If you don't know Bill, you got to check him out. Listen, this is what Bill says. He says, in this case, it's an advantage for Lemonade and Lemonade alone. If they change their policy language to eliminate coverage for gun victims based on things like failure to properly secure firearm, who benefits? Certainly not the insured and certainly not the victim who has no financial recourse. Lemonade benefits by reducing their loss exposure, and they make unsuspecting consumers believe that this is good for them. Bill, good for you. That wraps up exactly, puts a little bitty bow right on it, a little bitty, a little bitty name tag of exactly, pointing to exactly, who this is for. It's for Lemonade. They're doing this for their own good. They're preying on the ignorance of the consumer while playing on a tragedy. I mean, it, it is, it's literally, 
it, it really is. It's it's really bad. It really is. And and like I said, as far as I want everybody to know, I should have started off. I'm for lemonade. I am for lemonade. I am one of those guys. If you go on on LinkedIn and you see some discussions about lemonade, I'm always in the middle of it. And I'm literally one of the 10 or 20 percent of the agents who says, "Hey, let's give this company time. I like their model. I like what they're trying to do. Even though they may be trying to cut out the agent, I don't think that's what they're trying to do, and they're not going to be able to in the long run. That's just the way that it is. But my point is, is that they, we, I'm always in their corner. Let's give them more time. Let's let, let's listen to them more. Even though they do have a 3,800% loss ratio. Bill Wilson also makes another good point that they can't continue to keep giving away. See, the, the laws and the regular rules and regulations of the insurance industry say you have to you have to ask for a premium to be able to pay claims. I mean, seriously, if you're going to take in money, you need to be able to pay claims. And actuarially speaking, there is that level, that number that says you need to at least be charging this. Now, there could be different actuary examples, and, and you can have different models, but overall, the states are going to, are, are not, and the regulators are not going to allow them to keep at a 3,800% loss ratio. It's just not going to happen. It's just really not. He says, they end by saying this, we're under no illusion that our industry, let alone our company, can solve gun violence. But being unable to change much doesn't give us license to change nothing. Here's to everyone doing their part. So you said that you're limiting guns to 2,500, which is already being done in your own policy and every other standard policy out there. Okay, that's your first point. You're, uh, you're going to exclude coverage for any illegal gun use. That's what your policy says now, but you're going to even do additional. So all the policies right now already exclude coverage for illegal gun use. And then they're going to add more things around firearms, which will exclude coverage for assault rifles altogether. So God forbid you're killed or somebody is killed with an assault rifle by accident because there's a good possibility you're not going to have coverage. Okay, because keep in mind when you're when you those who have assault rifles aren't going to sit around and ask and say, "Hey, uh, do you have a lemonade policy?" Because I don't really want to sit here and play around with this assault rifle and shoot cans and stuff. Because I I, I want to make sure that in case something actually bounces off a tree and hits me in the eye and kills me, they're going to have coverage. No one's going to ask that. So you're once again doing a disservice by literally limiting coverage, and then you're talking about something that's not necessarily seen as the same. One assault rifle will not be seen the same in Alabama as it is Kentucky. And then we add require, or additional requirements for them to be stored securely and re uh, used responsibly and the penalty of avoiding coverage. No, it's a penalty to the insured and to the person who got killed or injured, but it's not a penalty to you, Lemonade, because you make more money off limiting that exposure. I always say a lot that an insurance company, if they won't insure something, it's actually because they can't make money doing it. Why are they doing that? Because in our homes, and a lot of times, we do have things that are not properly stored and secured, and they're pure accidents, pure accidents that are happening. And there's a lot of times where the, the, the gun will be properly secured and stored, it gets used, and five, ten minutes later, before it has a time to be properly stored and secured again, someone gets killed. Now, we're not going to get into the gun debate, but we're going to look as we're going to look at facts and what they're doing. They're preying on the ignorance of the consumer while playing on a tragedy. Shame on you, Lemonade. You should not be doing that. It's kind of like back in the day. I mean, it's, it's goes to the, it goes to the core of our society, though, 
to where any good news is good news. Any kind of news is good news, whether it's bad news. It's kind of like when Janet Jackson had her mishap, I think it was a 02 or 03 uh, Super Bowl, and that was on a Sunday, and uh, that Tuesday her album came out, and it was number one, even though it was a terrible album. It was number one, just due to the hype and the talk, and we're all doing podcasts, and that's fine. That's okay, because I've been out there on the good side of Lemonade. I've been out there being positive about Lemonade. I've been out there trying to say, hey, they're trying something different. Let's give them time. They're not making a lot of money right now, but very few industries do. Very few companies do in their first year, two years, three years. If it did, everybody would be doing this stuff. But that's why people go out of business because they can't handle it. They can't manage it. Let them keep doing what they're doing. But in this regard, you as you as an insurance company should always have the consumer first in mind. And what you're doing here is you are preying on the ignorance of the consumer and that is completely wrong. We should be educating the consumer is what we should be doing. And you're not educating them at all. You're actually giving them things that are in your policy while making it look like that you are special and you have a cause that is just for them. That makes what's happening in society just and right for them when in all reality you're doing nothing but limiting the exposure to the to to the insured or the coverage to the insured limiting the financial recourse to those who could possibly be involved in this negative possible accident most guns with accident are accidents most things that happen they're accidents car accidents they're accidents and you're really only benefiting you all based on the fact that there was a tragedy that happened. Because let me close with this. If you're really not doing it and the tragedy has nothing to do but but it's just a way for you guys to think about what's positive and how your guys' policies should change uh, per some of the tragedies that are going on, maybe not in tragedies, just what about because it was good. Why are you doing it now? Because, you know, when I look at that policy and I'm looking at that HO7 that you guys have, or excuse me, that HO4 that you guys have, and I'm looking at those special endorsements, I see that you also limit $1,500 on watercraft of all type because that's a standard ISO policy. Why aren't you guys talking about that? Or how about the $1,500 for loss of jewelry, watches and furs? Or the $2,500 for loss of silverware, goldware, gold-plated? You know, you've also got the $2,500 on property of the of the residence premises used primarily for business purposes. Oh, you're talking about this one with firearms because we just had a tragedy. Oh, I get it. Oh, oh, so you're so you're using that as a reason to write this blog post about coverages that you guys look like you're limiting when actually it's already what's out there, and then the ones that you are going to limit actually benefit you and not the insured and not the consumer. Oh, I get it. Oh, I see. So so you are preying on the ignorance of the consumer and playing on a tragedy. Shame on you. Those are the ingredients for some sour lemonade. This has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas. And I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. I'm out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. 
really. We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.